This is the Nugster for the Top Rope Report, recording live on Anchor. We are going to be joining a podcast called Exposing the Turnbuckle. They go live in about one minute. Right now I'm on hold with Trivia. He's calling into their show. So stay tuned. There's going to be a moment of silence between now and when the show actually starts. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, Greg and I have been doing the, I've been doing the podcast, um, 
little close to like almost nine years now. Greg has been joining. Greg joined me about four or five years ago. Um, we've been, we are the number one podcast, the number one podcast in New England. Uh, we have over two hundred thousand listeners. We can be heard on TalkShoe.com. Also, sixteen thirty PWPR Pro Wrestling Podcast Radio and Spotify. We bring you news and notes from WWE, Raw, SmackDown. Every so often, we'll do some independent uh, news. And you know, like I said, as far as I'm concerned, I can't do the show without my co-host. He's the best in the business. So tell them a little bit about you, Greg. Well, I think one of the great things about our show is we have a great mix. I mean, we've been friends for years before we even started the show, so we have a great camaraderie between the two of us. But trivia is definitely up to date on old school wrestling. Um, I probably got really, really into wrestling in the late 90s, or sorry, early 90s, mid 90s. And so I'm more of a new school attitude, with, and, and trivia is more of the old school feel. And, you put us together and you get the perfect mix of, of you know, wrestling team. Yep. Awesome. They're great awesome. friends of mine. <laughs> yeah, and, and and the good thing is, is first of all, it's, it's a, I just want to say it is a pleasure to hear you out there, Megan. And uh, I was fortunate enough to meet Megan under, you know, pretty unusual circumstances. I was good friends with her father, the fantastic Oxbaker. Uh, I was fortunate enough to interview the gentleman, uh, the man. He was a great, great wrestler, excellent guy to interview. He was the loudest man I ever interviewed because that, that guy was loud. And um, I met Megan at her dad's funeral, and um, we've we've kept in contact pretty much over over the years. Um, I still have to get that action figure out to her. Uh, you know, with this COVID thing going on, it's been kind of hard to get out and, you know, send it out. But I still do have the action figure in the box, in the plastic. So, uh, you know. That's I mean, amazing. And I, and I still thank you from the bottom of my heart for having my back when that time happened. Oh, yes. That was that was a sad day for, for all of us in wrestling. Um, let me give you a little quick story about Ox. When I first uh, got interviewed... Got the chance to interview him. We were in Wallingford, Connecticut at the time, and I see this big, huge guy sitting there with his black top hat on, and he was eating a pizza. And I walked over to him, and I, I knew who he was from watching him on uh, Mid South Wrestling, and when I saw him in the movie uh, Escape from New York. And I went over to him, and I shook his hand, and I said, How you doing there, Mr. Baker? He said, He goes, Call me Ox and leave me alone. I'm eating a pizza. <laughs> so it was like okay, that uh, we'll get we'll get going, but uh, it definitely I I miss the man every day. I think about him quite a bit, and uh, I still listen to some of the interviews we did with him. And he was just, he was just a, a fantastic guy. Coming up on the nineteenth. Yep. How old would he been? Yep. Oh so, man, he's doing <laughs> thirty four, Ian. Yep. I'm definitely so, going to today, guys. So, guys, we, we, are, uh, we are recording this on TalkShoe, so tell the people on TalkShoe about your podcast, what you guys do, where you're from. Well, let's see. We'll start off with me, since I, uh, I'm the one that originally came up with the podcast. Uh, 
basically, I started the podcast. It's just a hobby because I love wrestling. I've been a wrestling fan since 1983. Uh, when I first saw the Hulk Hogan versus the Iron Sheik match, uh, it was it was the greatest thing in the in the world. I thought, you know, this is, this is totally awesome. You know, a lot, of, a lot of kids grow up as their heroes being astronauts or, or firemen or policemen. My heroes were the pro wrestlers. So I've always looked into that and everything. And finally, when I found the uh, uh, Block Talk Radio, I wanted to go ahead and do a podcast and everything. I myself, am from, uh, I live in St. Louis, Missouri, uh, home of Randy Orton. You know, so that, that's a little bit about me. Uh, what do you two want to take care of about you? Yeah, I'll step in. Ian? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I started Ross watching wrestling when I was a real little kid. I mean, I remember the build-up to WrestleMania three with Andre and uh, Hogan. I was pretty sad about him. You know, the whole guy and Andre was mean and everything. Uh, you know, I mean, all my, all my fondest memories is watching wrestling. Um, heck, I was born two days after Hogan won the title from the Iron Sheik back in 84. Um, you know, so it's just it's been a kind of a passion. Line. It's been my football ever since. Megan? <laughs> well, my name is Megan, and I am the daughter of the legendary Ox Baker, of course. And, you know, I'm just living the dream, I guess. I met Ian um, through Facebook. He actually found me on YouTube. And then we started talking, and then the more that we talked, the more that we talked about wrestling. He's like, hey, my buddy Chris has a pod show. Can I interview you? And I said, sure, why not? So I've been here ever since. And awesome. where exactly are, are, are you and Ian from? What state? Ohio. I'm just going to keep it Ohio. That's all I'm going to keep it. <laughs> well, no, I, I, no, not the city, just the state. <laughs> well, I said Ohio. You said <laughs> We're from Ohio, anyway. <laughs> I actually met him. Just a little bit about that, Mr. Dad. Trivia. That's it? That, that's a little bit about us there. Awesome. So, so um, uh, no, I'm, I'm sorry, your co-host is uh, Nugent, right? Or, not Nugent. Co-host is Greg. <laughs> oh, Greg, okay. <laughs> Greg, uh, I've listened to your uh, past uh, uh, podcast, you say you're uh, new school wrestling and everything like that. Uh, what do you think about uh, today's wrestling uh how do you feel about today's wrestling? Um, I mean, you've you've got I mean, you know, got WWE, you've got AEW, you know, and then your ROH, NJPW, all those are out there. Um, I I I I pretty much follow mainly, um, you know, WWE. Um, the product has evolved, um, to some to the good, to some to the bad. Uh, I, I sometimes I don't feel WWE. Um, gives the younger talent the chances that they need to give them, but I, I just find it hard to get into like AEW when like most of the quote unquote mainstream characters in AEW are 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 guys that were literally rejected from the WWE and couldn't make it in WWE. So why am I going to see them in AEW? I know they have other talent uh, and whatnot, but. I, I I think the overall product um, is just not as good as it used to be. Um, it's too much 
not wrestling um, and too much talking. Although there's more people that can cut promos now than there were years ago, but the action in the ring was more, but the action now is better. So, you know, you take the good with the bad. Right, right. Yeah, people are asking me when I was a little girl how much of the difference it was, and I told them when I was little it was real. Now it's all staged and propped, and it's almost like watching a movie. Right. The one one thing that gets me is when when people come up to me and say, oh, you're watching wrestling. Why, why are you watching the fake stuff? It's like, it's not fake. It's choreographed. That's a word. Big difference. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 exactly. Yep. Well, I just remember back in the day, my dad got slammed into a wall and his head got busted, and then he threw the guy in the bleachers, and, like, the guy was pretty messed up. I mean, my dad had to actually get stitches for the first time from wrestling. And as a little kid watching that, it was like, wow, this wasn't staged at all. Yep. That made it cool. Yeah, especially when Max Baker started the riot. So, oh, God. I, I, I remember that. I remember that. Hold on, something. Uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Mister Trivia. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you uh, a question here. You're you're old school, correct? Yes. How do you feel about? I'm gonna ask you the same questions I asked uh, Gray. How do you feel about? Today's wrestling compared to yesterday's wrestling, as in, you know, not, not necessarily, you know, but, I mean, you obviously seem to change everything. Do you feel like today's wrestling would be, is just as successful as yesterday's wrestling with uh, the viewership and all that? Well, I think, see, I grew up in the, in the era of Jay Strongbow, Ivan Putski, Ken Patera, Juan San Martino, all, all those guys, and... The wrestling now, as opposed to back then, there's a lot more high flyers, um, a lot more, I think there's a lot more matches where you see a high flyer and a high flyer, where, as opposed to seeing, um, let's just say, Ricochet versus Braun Strowman, well, common sense will tell you who's going to win that match. But it's the thing where I remember one time when I was at the old New Haven Coliseum to see Ivan Putski versus Ken Patera. And it was an intercontinental title match. And these guys just beat the holy hell out of each other for like 15 minutes. And then after the match, they just up and left and walked in and got something to eat together in a restaurant. You see them in the back room going over certain things. Well, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. Back in the day, it was like Megan said. Back in the day, it was it was wrestling. I mean, now it's honestly it's basically a, a soap opera for men, and it is it is entertainment. You know, when when Ted uh, and, and the Colt that I never forgot uh, years ago, Ted Turner purchased WCW. He called Vince McMahon and said, Vince, I just purchased WCW. I'm in the wrestling business. Vince McMahon said, congratulations, Ted. I'm in the entertainment business. That's what it is now, entertainment. So there's definitely a big difference as far as crowds now, which I, which I believe are a lot bigger now than they were 
back in the day. Oh, obviously. I mean, they had to put their huge events in football stadiums. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I can I can see that. I concur with that and everything like that. Um, Ian, uh, obviously, you, you also saw that and everything like that. How do you feel about... Well, let's, let's, let's go ahead and... Uh, everybody, let's go ahead and address the, el- uh, the elephant in the room. Obviously, recently, WWE has released several, several wrestlers. Now, I'd like to hear Ray's opinion on that, because he's new school, obviously. Um, Which wrestler shocked you the most that got released? Um, I mean, right off the top of the bat, the OC. I mean, they were in a, you know, finally getting used regularly with AJ Styles. Um, I don't know if the fact that AJ Styles is going to be away for a little while... That, you know, it was, you know, maybe not as shocking. Um, but, I mean, realistically, I was talking to Trip about just before we went on with you guys. I think some of them were released because they just weren't being used and had no plans on being used. And then, on the same token, I think some were released because they weren't being used and could probably be useful somewhere else. So, I mean, you take your, you know, once again, you, I mean, even Zack Ryder, Hawkins, Rusev, they could possibly show up, you know, and I mean, TNA Impact or AEW after their 90-day compete clause isn't done, but others, I just think they just had nothing for and weren't going to have anything for, so they decided, you know, let's just cut a little bit of, you know, fat off, and, and I mean, every year after WrestleMania, there there's cuts that are made, people that are released, it's shocking as to how many, yeah. Um, but one thing I think people need to understand also is of the nine producers that were, re- well, quote-unquote, let go, only Kurt Angle was released. The others were sent on furlough, so they could be brought back at any time. But just right now, when you're only doing three shows a week and you know they're taping shows here, taping segments there, you don't need as many producers because you're not in... You know, on a Friday night, you know, doing SmackDown, and then you have a Raw live event somewhere, and then on Saturday night, you have a Raw live event and a SmackDown live event, and then an XT somewhere. You just don't need all these producers on the road when everything's doing one thing. So, they, you know, they didn't make $78 million on WrestleMania this year, so they had to do something. Now, these wrestlers that were released, they're under, under a 90-day no-compete clause, correct? Right. All right. Um, so, do you think, and, and speculation is 99.9% is because of the COVID-19 coronavirus that's going on, that's where they were released because they're just not making the money because they obviously ain't getting fans to come in and watch them. Uh, do you agree with that statement there, uh, Greg? Uh, I think that's directly related to it. Um, they, you know, once again, they're not being used for whatever reason. Um, but, I, I mean, they, they're also looking at the fact that, you know what, this coronavirus could go on for another two months, six months, eight months, 18 months. We don't know. Um, depending on, you know, I don't know what your governors are saying and your state, you know, leaders are saying, um, 
they're quote unquote looking to quote quote unquote open the Northeast back up slowly over the next three to four months. But that's has nothing to do with mass gatherings. That's saying, okay, you know, maybe by June or July you can get twenty five people together. That's still not enough to do for, for a show. So they're they're looking ahead at potential financial losses. And that's why I think they're just cutting a little bit of the fat off of the edges. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so let me ask you this. Um, and, and you all can answer this well uh, as well. Uh, the 90-day compete clause, uh, do you see if things start becoming better, do you see them, uh, some of these wrestlers coming back to WWE? Or do you see them gone for quite a long time joining other uh, wrestling organizations? I I don't know, Chip. You want to answer first? Well... I mentioned that to Greg earlier, and uh, the ones the ones that were released are gone. Um, if they want to show up to the other organizations there, TNA and the one that I call the Glorified Ring of Honor, AEW, um, you know, then after ninety days, I guess they're welcome to do that. But as far as you know, when this um, coronavirus is done, and you know, they want to start getting the bigger crowds and the bigger shows and everything. No, you're not going to see. You're not going to see him back. The ones that were released. Yeah, and, and I mean the ones that that were let go. I mean, once again, I, I could see Rusev, you know, you know, grabbing onto another wrestling organization, Anderson Gallows, um, maybe um, Rowan, maybe he goes to AEW. Um, but I mean, all these other. What does EC3 go back to Impact? I, I don't know. Uh, but Leo Rush, I mean, Eric Young's no spring chicken. You know, right. Zack Ryder, Heath Slater, I mean, maybe he finds another place to put his trailer for another wrestling organization. I don't know. I, I don't see any of these. I mean, none of them are really young talent. I mean, Sarah Logan, still kind of new. Um, Deanna Peraza, still kind of new. Uh, but they're 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 young enough as to where they can you know take the loss and, and go back and go back to the indie scene get you know get you know work that way because they can do that under ninety day no compete they can work the independent circuit all they want. Uh, Matt Hardy showed up at a Northeast Wrestling event two days after he got after his contract ended with WWE. You know even with his quote unquote no compete, so they can do stuff like that. They just can't go on on live TV. Um, for ninety days, right? And I could see, I could see Eric Rowan possibly going to AEW because Luke Harper's there. Maybe he might want to reform a team with Luke Harper at AEW again. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Also, uh, uh, Mr. Trivia, I was also thinking maybe uh, you know everybody wants to see um, EC3 go back to. Uh, Impact Wrestling and stuff like that. I don't see it that way. I, I, I see AEW picking him up as well and maybe tag teaming with MJF. Yeah, actually, yeah, that would be really good for him. Well, to be honest with you, I didn't even know EC3 was still in the WWE. It really didn't see much of him. Well, and that, that's my point. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they totally did not use him properly. You and I, the other day, were talking on the phone and everything like that. We're talking about how uh, 
WWE has dropped the ball on a few wrestlers. And I, I feel that they dropped the ball with several wrestlers that they released that they could have made very much a success as well as these wrestlers. Yeah. EC3 is no spring chicken. He knows what he's doing in the ring. Right. Why did not use it properly is beyond me. I mean, he, the man can speak. The man has got wrestling moves. So why did I, they not use him? It's beyond me. Can you see why they might not use him? Um, I really don't know. I mean, to be honest with you, I really don't think EC3 was all that great. I mean, that's just, that's just, just, yeah, that's just his reporter's opinion. I mean, he, he was good in TNA because TNA wasn't wasn't anything to speak of. But um, I just didn't see him, you know, it, it goes back to what I said some years back when Lex Luger was in the WWE. The WWE did not know how to market Lex Luger. They, did, they didn't know how to use Lex Luger properly. And yeah. he just vanished like a fart in the wind after a while. So, but I mean, as far as EC3 goes, his, his claim to fame is he's the nephew of Dixie Carter. But other than that, I didn't see him really making anything out of EC3. Yeah, but another another point is okay. is well, I mean, I, I respect your all's opinion on that. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, everybody's going to have different opinions and stuff like that, so that's no big deal. Uh, Ian, yeah, Bob, you're you're kind of quiet tonight, buddy. You need to speak up here. No, 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 no. I was just let the guys talk and everything like that. <laughs> so, I do you got any questions? Uh, what do you do? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 I got it. Uh, what's your guys' opinion on the, all the spot monkeys we got going on at AEW? What was that? What's your opinion on all the spot monkeys going on at AEW? Uh, I, couldn't, I, fire guys. I couldn't tell you. I don't watch AEW. Oh, not <laughs> at all? The, the only thing I know is Chris Jericho's in there, John Moxley's the champion, and Jack Swagger's yeah. there. Man, I had to quit watching. You know, when it started, I was psyched, I was pumped, and everything. I was going good and everything like that. But I mean, there was just too many spot monkeys. You know, not enough wrestling. That's the way I was looking at it. Yeah, I mean, when I, I watched the first couple of their episodes, and I, I, I just, just couldn't. There was nothing that reached out and grabbed me and said, "Watch me again." You know, it's at least with right. with Monday Night Raw. You know, I mean, a couple of them before WrestleMania. I mean, literally in a three-hour show, there was like eighteen minutes of wrestling. But I'm already invested. I already know the characters. They they needed to, in my opinion, um, they needed to come out and, and just go right to action. You know, don't give me a 15-minute story of why a three-minute match was going to happen. You know, just give me some action in the ring. Give me something to, oh, wow, I liked, oh, that guy's good, this guy's good, to bring me back. Because just to, you know, it's, it's like you don't read the front page of a book that tells you a surmise, you just go right into the book and start reading the book. I don't need to read the table of contents to tell me that you know what chapter 1, 2, 3, all the way to 38 are. I just need to get into chapter 1 and start reading. Right. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, finally, somebody else has spoken what I've been trying to tell people. 
the, the thing that really irks me about AEW is they don't follow along with their own storyline. I mean, it's, for example, I'll give you an example of one storyline. Uh, Christopher Daniels comes out and basically wants to know who the exalted one was. Uh, so he says, I'll, I'll challenge these two wrestlers, and if I can beat them both, I, I want the identity of the exalted one revealed. And they never answered him back. And the next thing you know, that same episode, they're like, you know, capturing uh, on their headlines, the exalted one revealed next week. Tune in to AEW. I was like, what was the point of that storyline then? He didn't even get the chance to wrestle or anything. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Ian. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, it's just a, it's a similar situation to this new vignette that's come out on WWE with, um, I'm trying to remember what it was, but there's Sony a lot DeBell of and Mandy Rose? No, the one that um, they had on last week. Somebody was telling me it could, it could be CM Punk. Yeah. The... I, I, I don't see that happening. I don't know what vignette you're referring to. The only one that I know of was that thing with the shadowy guy when they talked about the Dolph Ziggler and Sonya Deville screwing over Mandy Rose. Well, no, this is the one, Greg, where we thought, where I said I thought it might have been Ali. Yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. That's the vignette. Because oh, I know DJ sent me another one the other day about it. And it showed a picture of the guy holding up his fist, and there was a red X on the tape of his fist. And, uh, but, I mean, I, I don't see CM Punk returning at all, just like a lot of people are saying they want to see The Undertaker versus Sting at WrestleMania. I mean, I'd fall asleep for that match. Well, you fall asleep for most pay-per-views well, well, anyways. Now or, <laughs> well, now I would. Okay. No, ten years. Uh, ten years ago, I would have loved to seen that match. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, I think it'd be great. Now, now if they have, now, I think they should put that match in Las Vegas and call it the Geezers at Caesars. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> so, well, what do you think? Here's the thing, everyone: uh, is is with no audience now, no fans participating, in WWE, because I can't really speak for AEW because I'm guilty also. I don't really watch much of that because, it, to me, it's, they're just jumping around everywhere. But in WWE, I, I, I'm not watching. I'm finding myself not watching it. And if I do watch it, it's, it, to me, it seems like these matches go on forever. Does it seem like that to you, Grace? Um, yeah, I mean, the matches are, are longer. Um, and I, I think that's realistically because they're trying to fill a three-hour slot with, you know, one-fifth of the roster available to them. Uh, you know, they, people aren't just not able to travel as easily and, you know, get the places. Um, and then you have yours that are cho- choosing to stay home. I mean, i.e. Roman Reigns, Rey Mysterio, they're staying away. Um, you know, Rhea Ripley has her work visa issues. So you're... you're quote-unquote gene pool to pull for matches to be interesting and keep, you know, any, you know, viewer tuned in, um, you know, I think, yeah, the matches have to be, you know, a little longer. Yeah. Well, I, I, can, I can 
see your point of view in that one and everything. Um, it's just, okay, for example, uh, WrestleMania. We had the Edge versus Randy Orton. Now, I was anticipating this match uh, because, you know, I was living here in St. Louis, so I'm obviously a Randy Orton fan. Uh, no matter if he's a, a heel or a face, I'm going to be a Randy Orton fan. But to me, it just seems like that match was too long. Uh, there's only so many times you can, you know, hurt a guy like that, and they're not going to get back up. But yet, they, to me, it just it seemed like they were selling as good as they should. What do you think, Greg? I, I mean, I knew it was a long match, but I didn't realize how long of a match it was until it was over. Um, and to me, that was good. That was fine. Um, I, I, I liked, I mean, Randy Orton, he's not a high flyer. He's not, he's slow and methodical. So is Edge. So, I mean, I wasn't expecting, you know, a 30, 35 minute, you know, somebody, you know, put a, a big speaker box on the other guy to keep him down for 10 seconds. I really felt like it was going to go for, for a while and, and be one of those, you know what, you're going to have to hit me with a sledgehammer, a, a kitchen sink, a refrigerator, and then run me over the bulldozer to keep me down. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it was a long match. Yeah. I was like, wow, yeah, that was a long match. But then I realized that, oh, my God, that that was a long match. <laughs> so I wasn't the only one that saw that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, we, 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 even, um, we, even, we even discussed that on... on uh, on our podcast right after WrestleMania, it was like, that was the longest match I've ever seen. And it was a good match, too. Don't get me wrong. Hey, guys, we're going to have a special guest call in. Okay. Well, Megan, you're there. Mia and Greg should know this, man. Okay. If you guys don't know, this is, John's going to be calling in. My dad's manager. Oh, okay. Really? Yes. Yeah. John? What's up? Hi, John. Hello. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. I just wanted you to join because we were talking about wrestling and the fact that my dad's birthday is Sunday, and I thought it was just, you know, like just a good thing to have you and Mr. Trivia and Greg on. Oh, Mr. Trivia, Greg, how you doing, guys? What's up, Johnny K? How's it going? Yeah, I miss uh, me and my wife. We miss Ox every day. Ox was uh, more than just a client; he was like family, you know. Yes, I love Mary. I miss Mary. <laughs> Mary says hi too. Hi, Mary. So how are we? Got, what are we? What were we talking about? I heard you guys talking about a match. What was it? One of WrestleMania matches. Yeah, Edge and Yeah. 
gave me a box, and I gave them to all the boys in the clubhouse that wanted them, you know, the locker room. I have more, too. If you guys ever want it, let me know, and I can send them. I got Oxy to sign for me all the time, yeah. Does Gary Walker have any uh, stories on my dad, John? Uh, he probably does, but I, I don't know any of them. <laughs> I'd like to have him on here once and tell tell stories. I love listening to stories uh, of my dad. Well, after his wife passed, I mean, we used to have him over for Easter dinner, Christmas dinner. Yes. Uh, we used to take him to Olive Garden all the time, and he'd be, he'd be like, he'd just say, let me have the biggest table you have, you know? <laughs> and then he start. He, he he does. He's old school, so yeah, he, he does things a little different than everybody else. So he'll like pick on your, you know, pick on something, you know. And then one time he just got a little, you know, a little crazy, and I had to calm him down all the time. It just ox is ox, is like people said. Even uh, Jerry says ox is ox. All the wrestlers say that. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> for that. Uh, so, Trivia, do you have uh, any memories of Ox? Oh, I got uh, I got a couple of uh, memories when we did the WrestleMania show at Catano's in Wallingford, and uh, I was just telling him. Wasn't that a SummerSlam? The very first time I met Ox, he had the big hat on, and we're sitting at the pizza place, and I went over to shake his hand, and he's like, what do you want? Don't bother me. I'm eating pizza. And then I introduced you as a good friend of mine, and it changed the story. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was definitely... Remember the cake, the birthday cake downstairs? Yeah. So, but, uh... Was... What, what's his birthday cake thing? Uh, that was just his birthday, so we just bought him a cake, brought it downstairs. We had a little figure of him, and we put it on top, and, uh, just a little birthday celebration we had, uh, on cable access, I think, on, uh... I think it was on your show, right, Trivia? Uh, I believe it was, yeah. Yeah. So, Austin used to do a lot of commentating in the 90s for, like, uh, Killer Kowalski and all that. So, Mr. Trivia, uh, how long have you known uh, Austin Baker? I met Ox from John, oh, I'd probably have to say probably seven, eight years. Wow. Yep. That's, that's, yeah, I, I just don't make it. What? But, but, like, but like I said, you know, I mean, he was, and, and John, John can attest to this when I uh, talked to him, and even Greg's heard the interview every so often. He was the loudest man I ever talked to. <laughs> yeah, the only time I ever met Ox Baker. Uh, my son who was in the background, he said, everybody says that about his grandpa, but he was the loudest man ever. Yeah. He's quiet quieter room. I mean, I remember that. Did you tell them how we helped to get some of his stuff back after he passed? They were selling, people pawned it and were selling it on um, eBay. And I, I brought I, saw, I brought the attention to you that they were selling his suitcase, they were selling his wrestling license, they were selling his championship belt. Oh, actually, I actually, I actually got the belt, both belts. I got the third belt with the knuckles, and then I got the other belt. I ended up buying it from somebody, and I got the whip, the yeah. whip set to me. So I have the last belt, guys. 
Now, there is a pawn shop in Connecticut, and I don't know where it is. Colchester. But he spent two hours on the phone with me and my mother, and he said if I could prove to him I was Oscar's daughter, he was going to send me wedding rings, my dad's birth certificate, and um, stuff from military school that he went to, his, like, diploma and stuff, his license, some credit cards, and some other stuff, some wedding rings. Oh, yeah. And he never I, did. I was, I was so furious when I saw that. When I just, I was just, I knew a rumor. I heard something from the grapevine that the caretaker, the lady and guy that was taking care of your your father, were. I already laughed at Did you tell him what we set up after? If you don't mind me talking about it, it was uh, after Ox Pass. We. Set up oh no! You, you can go talk about it. And listen, listen, listen I don't care about those folks. They, they can come at me any which way, but they're not going to get anything. Yeah, I mean, if you, I mean, I, I won't, I won't talk too much. I'll just listen if you guys. I didn't mean to interrupt you guys, but I mean, oh, if no, you want, fine, I can tell you, a, I can tell you a story that we set up months ahead of time that no one knew about except me, Mary, and Megan, and a couple other people. That's it, and yes. uh, it, it, it fell right into place. Yeah, guys, we're getting ready to oh, yeah. sign up. Uh, Mike, 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 don't, no. I, and I, and I had help with all you guys. Megan, 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 hold on a second. Mike, Mike, don't worry about it. Yeah, Mike, don't worry about it. Exposing the turnbuckle. Remember, you hold on is, is Chris's show. Okay. Mine and Ian's, I guess. <laughs> Chris, if you're ever in the Wallingford or the, I mean, the Connecticut area, you're welcome to come by my store and check it out anytime. We bring wrestlers like oh, every okay. other time. Well, before this craziness happened with the, you know, the, the COVID virus 19. <laughs> but yeah, we have. Uh, we did the story and we had it all planned. And I took oh, yeah. over my dad's funeral. I had backup, and then we even called the police because supposedly I was never to set foot in the state of Connecticut. And I had them shaking my hands saying, please do something and we'll do it, whatever you need to do. So we actually got my dad's car taken from them. Okay. So for those of you listening on Spotify, I know it's become quite a train wreck. But we're going to go ahead and sign off. But we'll be back on 10 a.m. Sunday morning. Um, we'll be posting to Spotify later in the day. But once again, this is the Nugster signing off on Spotify.